You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Welcome back to the Talk Your Jits podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's episode is a blue belt who trains at Atlas Jiu-Jitsu. Atlas, I'm sorry. Today's episode is a blue belt who trains at Atlas Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu located in Albany, New York. Ladies and gentlemen, John Murray. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Man, the pleasure is all mine, sir. How are you doing today? I am blessed. I, I, I've been very fortunate. I just got back from Connecticut over the weekend. Uh, went to Stratford for the first time. You ever been out there? Out in the Long yeah. Island. Man, it's beautiful. You get some time, check out the beaches. It's, it's worth a stop. I normally actually go out to Connecticut for uh, Rolling Stoners. You ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. I have. I have. My boys Fabio and Mario out there have been putting that on for a couple weeks. They got the uh, tournament coming up. I'm supposed to be going out there this next weekend, Sunday. Shit. They realize that's coming around. That's awesome, brother. But, uh, man, let's get this ball rolling, bro. Let's, let's talk about some jujitsu. So, if you want to formally introduce yourself again, by all means, and let's oh, yeah. hear about your jujitsu journey. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, John Murray, of course, you already introduced me. Um, doing jiu-jitsu for about six years now. Um, I started way back, I uh, started martial arts in high, or not high school, college. Started with Aikido, started getting into like Tai Chi, and then eventually uh, started seeing the, uh, the jiu-jitsu guys rolling while I was doing Krav Maga's time. And mm-hmm. it, looked, it looked real fun, so I started getting into that. And eventually uh, I dropped everything else and I just stuck with jiu-jitsu and went hardcore with that. And I've been doing mm-hmm. that for about six years now. Um, I switched from this one gym, uh, Empire. Uh, I was up in Colony with this guy, Alan Condon. Uh, the team was all right, but like they didn't have no competitive atmosphere. And I really, I was really looking for something with higher energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a little bit of ADHD. I'm all over the freaking place. So. For me, it's yeah. like I need I need more energy. I can't like if if you're not doing anything, what's the point? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So like, it was it was they were they weren't doing anything, so I wanted something different, and I t- I took some time off, like I think a couple months, and then I started looking at gyms, and I found Atlas, and I seen what Atlas was doing. They got MMA fighters they're putting out. Uh, Fucking Ed's got a world championship. Uh, he just took first in IBJJF not too long ago after like recovering from COVID and losing his father. I mean, shit. And then uh, we got another top guy, Aiden, who was like top five IBJJF for brown belts. And then we got another guy going for it now. So, I mean, like, we got a lot of guys. And that's the kind of atmosphere I wanted. Mm hmm. And I feel like because of that, I was able to grow as a grappler. That's awesome, man. I and I I got ADHD too, so I completely understand, man. You wanna you wanna be active, you wanna keep moving, man. You wanna you can't sit still, and now you mix some jujitsu with it. It's <laughs> it's a, it's a bad combination, man. Because I'm like that now. Because I was just. Uh, Talked to my wife and I was like, man, I, I got a couple episodes to record today. So I'll probably be done probably around 10 o'clock. I'm like, I wonder if I can get some guys on the mats tonight. <laughs> See what happens. Did you get to roll tonight? No, I didn't. I want to, man, because um, we had open mat yesterday, but no one showed up. So um, oh, I haven't cool. rolled since Thursday. So I'm kind of antsy. Oh. Yeah, I feel that. I have I haven't been in uh, for a minute now. I was gonna go tonight, but then like I if if I had known it was seven thirty earlier, I probably would have gone. But it is what it is. I'll go tomorrow or Wednesday. You know, double it up Wednesday or tomorrow. Figure it yeah, out. yeah, that sounds about right. Like I'm just gonna hit it hard tomorrow and uh, and go from there. You end up cram packing it when you. I, I feel like whenever I miss a couple classes. I feel the need to double up on the classes that I then take in the future. So, like the immediate week following, like a hiatus, I'm probably doing way more classes than I should be. 
Yeah. And I feel like I go right into like that overdrive from that like lack of doing anything. Yeah. And I that happened that happened last week, man. I was um I took a I took a day off Thursday and I was like I shouldn't have did that. And then Sunday came and I was like, I gotta make up for Thursday. So we just had like hard rolls the whole open mat, dude. I was so tired and so beat up, but I had to play catch up. <laughs> I feel that. I feel, actually, um, it's funny because um, my first injury actually occurred because of that. So, like, I did a huge hiatus. Then I went to Rolling Stoners, uh, one of their tournaments. Um, mm-hmm. I, I lost the tournament, but I did really well. I actually got stuck in a buggy choke. I didn't know what the hell a buggy choke was before this. And I kid you not, I'm stuck in this shit, and I'm like... I'm, I'm struggling. Like, it's not like putting me to sleep or nothing, but I'm struggling. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, like, I pike up. Eventually, I mean, eventually I pike up after rolling around a bunch. And I feel him kind of slide off. So I'm like, holy shit. I was like, what would Ryan, Gordon Ryan do? And I'm like, all right, Jimmy, Jimmy. So I started, it was like shuffling the dude. And he actually fell off. And, like, I had no idea how the hell I did that. But that was like, I was like, I'll take that as my win. That was my win that day. That's a W. A win's a win. But I came back to class that next Monday, and um, I was rolling with this white belt, and I wasn't expecting it, but he, uh, I was going for a back choke, something with a lapel, and he grabbed my arm, and he whipped me over his shoulder, and my whole side here, and then back. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I knew something was wrong. I didn't feel it immediately. Mm. I knew something was wrong. I, I just looked at the dude and said, stop. Just stop. And got off. Obviously got off. But like, apparently I got a slight AC tear. Whatever that means. Oh, and then, gosh. yeah, I took, took a couple months off. And yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I can't do, I can't imagine because, you know, with me being the person I am, like when I force myself to sit down and take a day off from class, I it drives me nuts. But to be sit out with an injury, dude, I would lose my skull, dude. I, like, so, not being able to do anything jiu-jitsu related, no, that would kill me, man. I'm a lifter, too, so I couldn't lift either. I couldn't do any squats because, like, the pressure on the shoulder would kill it. I couldn't uh-huh. do deadlifts. So there goes legs. I mean, if you want to do machines, I mean, it's, but like, I was severely limited. I was like, damn, there was nothing. He threw me over the shoulder. There was nothing. We were, we were practically seated when it happened. I had no idea how that injury happened. I was so tough. It was, it was, it was I, I had to share this video on, um, you said what? I would say you gotta be careful out there, man. You gotta be careful when you're rolling. Don't do stupid stuff. Yeah, man. But and that and the, the the crazy thing is, you know, just in that scenario alone, you're talking about you're you're you know you're training hard, you're doing competitions, you get caught in this, you know, you get caught in this buggy choke, and then you're fine. But the next day, you go to class and you stub your toe, or like your 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 pinky get caught in someone's lapel, and now you're out for two weeks, you out for a month or something like that. <laughs> like I've I've gotten hurt. Well, I haven't competed a lot, but mainly my injuries came from just training. It's that's, that's so backwards. It's weird. It's really weird. And you know, on that injury note too. A lot of people, I feel like, warn about tra- cross-training and going to other gyms. You know, what's funny is I've actually had a lot of, like, favorable experience with that, too. Like, I've gone yes. to, uh, I've been to Dr- TriStar up in Montreal now. Um, I went there a couple months ago, and I've been to um, NYC, 10 NYC. I'm actually going there on the second for the Getty Bravo seminar. Um, but, okay. I, you know, I've had a lot of positive experiences everywhere I've went. And it's just kind of been, yeah, you know, like I feel like a lot of people warn about going to other gyms because you might get injured. No, I, I actually recommend it. It's actually a really fun. I feel like you push yourself too in that same way that you talk about training hard. 
meet a lot of awesome mm-hmm. people and you're really able to test your skills in a different way that I feel like you don't get at your home gym. You know, you're comfortable yeah. with the same people. Yeah, that that is that is definitely true, man. You you definitely you definitely, you know, every now and then, even if you're if the competition scene is necessarily not your not your forte, going cross train at other schools is the next best thing because you they don't know your game, you don't know theirs, and you get to you know push yourself further than you would in class. And you get to, like I said, you get to test where you are physically in jujitsu, and you take that back and you learn from it. Exactly. Like I would love, I would rather spend, you know, thirty, forty, you know, fifty dollars in cla- uh, in gas driving from school to school to go, you know, to go roll versus paying that same amount of money for a tournament that you're only going to get maybe one or two matches in, depending on your bracket. So, <laughs> and being a uh you know 30 plus brown belt my my bracket is very limited so i so, so I, got my, I feel you because i just had my first um uh, 30 uh, masters division experience one person in my bracket i was like oh yeah first time it's like <laughs> sold i felt it and that's so weird, man, because it wasn't it, it wasn't what I didn't like. Well, I guess I guess this is how it is. Uh, it wasn't enough people to um, to bump up or to merge a division. So it was just like, oh, we're just going to do uh, two out of three. So I was like, Dang it, man, I was really hoping to get some matches in because because, you know, on smooth comp. Um, if you, you know, if you're familiar with that and the people who doesn't, that's just basically like the brackets for your, for different, uh, for martial arts events. But anyway, I'm looking at the the brackets and I'm like, oh man, we got like a good 12, 15 people sign up. So I'm like, okay, we're going to get some good matches and we're going to get a lot of matches in. Time, you know, tournament comes up, no one shows. You get like three people. And it's just oh. like, oh God, dude. So so bad, but yeah, I I highly I highly encourage cross training. I highly encourage you know going out there and you know testing your your abilities. Even if you like I say, even if you don't compete, man, if you just want to get a little small taste of how you are, go visit, go roll with someone you haven't you never met before. You know, big facts though. Um, but I mean, feeding off of what you said with those tournaments, though, I'm th- I'm thinking about that because like I. I don't like Naga anymore because, like, I feel like I often get limited with the tournament situation. I like the round robin situation where you kind of get to put yourself against everyone and it's the best of all. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I like mm-hmm. uh, I like that with grappling industries. They kind of have that situation. I feel like you kind of you get more matches out of it too. You're getting your money for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas right. with the, the knockout bracket, I mean, the, the whole Budokai thing is cool and all, but, like, I mean, if you lose in the first round, you're, I mean, you're out for the whole thing. Or if you end up in a situation like you had, I mean, you know, it just, it's just rough. At least if you do the absolute, you still at least get a few matches out of it still, you know? Yeah. And that's and that's what happened to uh, a friend of mine's. Uh, he uh, he does he did uh, grappling industries along with me, and he did gi no gi and absolute. And once again, you know, thirty plus, yeah, brown belt, blah blah blah. He was in the middle of his match while his name was being called on other mats. Like he's like he's fighting for his life and he's stopping. Like, wait a minute, uh, I'm I'm here. I'm in the match and they're calling me for another match. And he gets DQ'd because he wasn't there. So, exactly. Yo, that's messed up. That's why I always that's why I always tell my math. I always go to my math ahead of time, and I tell them like, Yo, listen, I'm gonna be on such and such map. If you don't see me, look over there. You know. Um, and that tends to work for me. Um, I've fortunately I've also uh, volunteered with grappling industries a couple times. So like at least on the east coast, like the northeast coast, I know some of the refs and some of like the promoters, so they know who to look for. You know what okay. I mean? So they got a little bit of a favor in my 
my pocket there, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It was funny. I had a ref, um, this super cool dude, but I had a I had a ref at Naga one weekend, and I went to Rolling Stoners the weekend after, and I had some issue with my match. I wasn't, like, he wasn't wrong. I was just, like, pissed about something. And I said something at the Rolling Stoners. I went up to him and said, like, I know you. I know you from somewhere. And he's, like, he's looking at me like, I was, like, wait a second. You're the ref who fucked up my match. <laughs> <He's that old laughs> but he actually took a look at the match and he explained what happened and everything. And it it ended up being my fault. But it was funny. I, I, I You know, you run into everyone. It's a small freaking community. I mean, you yeah. really got to watch what you say, what you, what you do. I mean, obviously, I was messing around, but, I mean, that could have gone wrong. But, no, he uh, he was super cool about it. I mean, I couldn't believe how respectful he was. He was, like, he actually, like, wanted me to pull out my phone and show him the match. And, like, he broke it down to a detail. I was, like, mad appreciative. By the end of it, like, when his match was coming on, I was cheering for him on the side of the shit. <laughs> All right. But that's the power of the community, man. Like, you know, we devote so much time and, you know, dedication to this sport that we love so much, man. We don't never want to feel, you know, no one to feel like they get they didn't get their, you know, their just desserts when it comes to jujitsu. Because, you know, that in any other any other day or any other time, he'd probably be like, man, you know, screw you or blah, blah, blah. I was just doing my job. But him taking out the time, like, no, man, you know, let's break it down and what happened. Let's, you know, blah, blah, blah. You like you know I've done that with matches with people I've rode with. Like well, I just try to like we just try to rip each other head off and we're still on the sideline watching our match that we just happened just we just uh, witnessed and whatnot. So man, it's awesome. It's a beautiful community, man. I think um, it's crazy because like I I'm, I'm part of a couple different organizations and I think with jujitsu there's such a humbling aspect with what we do. Mm-hmm. That everyone just has like uh, underlying respect for each other. I mean, for most part, I think a lot of people in the community have a respect for each other. And I don't know, man, it's a beautiful thing. You don't see it in every other community. Nah, and I've and I've been trying to um, kind of do like a little side study about it, man. Because you know, only thing I've I've trained this consistent was jujitsu. So I've been trying to like you know talk to other people that's in other martial arts and trying to get that get their take on it. Like you know, do they have that type of community like we do in jujitsu? Because I don't see it. I mean, I can't say I I, I necessarily been like you know soul searching for it, but I don't hear about people in like you know other martial arts that have this camaraderie that we do in like jujitsu. Um. So you're talking about like yeah yeah so you're talking about other martial arts and I'm thinking of like these online forums and stuff I don't know how many of these online martial arts groups you're a part of right I I troll some of these men and like some of these dudes are fucking out of their mind it, and and then the way each other they talk to each other is even better I love it I love it it's it's not the same it's not the same it's, it's, it's not the same. <laughs> Uh, I encourage I encourage people to go to these martial arts groups. It's ninety percent Bruce Lee fans. Uh, yeah, and no. I'm I can't I can't say I'm a fan. I feel oh, like the no. dude's kind of like Seagal, to be honest. I don't know how you feel about Seagal. Uh, not a fan. I mean I am but I'm not. I'm a fan of his movies, but not a fan of him if that makes sense. It does. It does. I feel like you can be a fan of someone's art in their work, but not be a fan of their character in person. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. No, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. I feel like someone can make very beautiful art and be a very ugly person on the inside. It's it's really crazy. And I've and I've heard stories. I mean, I've read it in books about how you know Stephen Gall is Stephen Seagal is, or people working with him, but. Yeah, that's a that's a whole nother whole nother uh wormhole we can get down. Oh, <laughs> uh, so what got so what got you into the martial arts? Um, I mean, I, I guess I can say that it's it's kind of the same for everybody. Uh, you know, started out watching you know watching UFC and you know 
the whole Royce Gracie thing, you know, like everyone else. But um, I didn't necessarily like find it from that. I've heard about it, and then you know, I got I became a fan of like UFC, and then people start talking more about jujitsu and blah blah blah. And I never looked into it as much until I ended up running to a guy at GNC. He used to work at GNC, who you know, now he's like one of my best friends, he's like a brother to me now. Uh, he mentioned that he he trained uh, jujitsu, and I was like, all right, you know, I'll. He's like, you know, he invited me to the gym, told me to check it out, and you know, like everybody else, your first class here, you get washed, you get beat up, you 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 know, you contemplating life, your life decisions, and I was like, yeah, I gotta figure this out, man. I gotta see what you know this power that jujitsu has, and I just never looked back, man. Were you Six hesitant? Later, you said what? Were you hesitant at first? Yeah, man, I was. I was, cause, um, cause my first actual class, actual time was necessarily, ne- wasn't necessarily a class. It was like an open mat at one of our affiliate schools, and um, you know, they was like, yeah, you no, know, just you know, just grab a partner and just work. And I'm like, what am I working? I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, but. Yeah. So after that, but when I like when I first started going, it was it was very intimidating because I didn't understand the movements, the lingo, and all this other stuff. So it was just like, man, I'm just out here looking like a goofball right now. But <laughs> but oh, I was like, I, I, you said what? I said, yo, the first class is always the worst. It's the most awkward situation for everyone. Everyone yes. feels awkward and it's like everyone feels like they're doing something wrong but it's like listen like everyone has been here we've all sat yes, in your situation we all sat in those that same spot man you you're you're out there you're in a deer in the headlights you don't know nobody you're just kind of like i just don't want to i don't want to kick nobody in the face that's what i kept saying to myself like i don't want to kick nobody or elbow anybody i'm just try, i'm gonna try my best to keep you know keep my partner safe because I don't know what I'm doing and I would hate for them to you know kill me because when I when I started I think it was just like I think I was when I started I think I was like the only white belt for for a while so it was just blue purple and browns and it's just like uh, (laughs) these guys are dangerous like y'all put me in a room full of murderers and I don't I'm just trying to survive but when the first white belt arrived, you must have felt like a killer. Ah, yes. When I when I was finally not the lowest on the totem pole, I felt like the man. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like a king, man. That, that that first moment when you finally get good at it is just like it, it's heaven. It's heaven. It's it's those those hours of suck that finally pay off. And it's just so rewarding. It's not, it's not like anything instant gratification can ever give you. Man, I swear. And, and and it's like, especially when you get your first submission, it's they it's can. like it's like winning prom, it's like winning prom king, bro. Like, <laughs> like, like I, I was rolling and um what oh what rank was I? I don't remember the rank, but I ended up getting someone in the head and arm triangle. And when I felt them tap on my shoulder, I just jumped up and just ran around the room so hyped. <laughs> <laughs> I just got up, started clapping like, "Yes, girls, I finally got one." <laughs> I don't even remember mine. That's fucking rough. Damn, damn. But- I, I mean, yeah, I can I can still remember it like it was yesterday, man. Like I. I'm trying. I, I think I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was uh, one of our training partners, Nick. Uh, he yeah, he's a tall guy. He had what what background did he have? Okay, ooh, I want I don't want to say it's Aikido. Maybe it was, but it was something because this dude <laughs> would wrist lock me from everywhere. Yo, and, I talked I talked about that, and people get mad. Aikido guys know wrist lock. Yes, it's the, only, it's the only thing a Tito knows. It's the only thing yes. a Tito lives for. And if they go to jujitsu or wrestling, watch the fuck out because if they get good at the grappling part, like those things are everywhere. Everywhere. Oh my god, dude! Every freaking where. 
have you seen the dude in the gi who gets like his wrist broke? Like he gets it caught in the gi when he's thrown. It was like at mm-hmm. some like uh, like Naga or like uh, industry type tournament. And it was like a throw. I don't remember. It was some Instagram video, but the guy gets caught in the knee and he's getting thrown in the whole in the wrist lock. Oh, no, I didn't see that one. I did see this one video, which was so crazy to me, where the guys were fighting for grips and he had the inside lapel grip and the, uh, his opponent kind of like tried to do a duck under and he, sp- he like kind of like spin. Mm-hmm. So the guy's hand gets caught in the gi and he just kept spinning. He kept spinning. He spent about three or four times. And I'm like, come on, dude. No. No, 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 no. This is why I kind of like, I, I kind of like don't like Gee for that, like for reasons like that. Cause like the dude's hand was caught. It's like there was, he was trying his best to get it, like to pull his arm out. But no, the dude just kept going under and around and around and around. I was just like, nope, nope. I would have just punched him at this point. <laughs> That's savage, though. That is savage. I I gotta, I, I gotta find that video, man, because it was wild. That was so wild. That's genius, though. Too. I mean, the mechanics of that. Yeah. To get it actually stay the whole time. Oh. Yeah, and it's I'm just- like. It's like shivers, though, too. Like, can you imagine being the guy who had his hand stuck in there? Right, and you're just you're, and he's like, he's trying to fight it and trying to pull, and the dude's just turning and turning and turning, and it's just like, yeah, dude, just just tap, no, just tap, no. bro. No, <laughs> he said no. So, uh, speaking of which, man, what do you prefer, gi or no gi? No, I've been I've been fighting with that issue. Um, mm-hmm. so my coach is primarily G, but I've, it, like, we do know G too. We, we have a good no G team and it's not like we're, you know, we're, we, it's not like it's a, it's a thing that our team avoids. It's, um, it's, I would argue there's better no G teams. I wouldn't tell my coach that. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of respect for our team. I think we have a fantastic team, but I, I think they're, I think it could be better. Um, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm a who you. So my opinion is whatever. Um, I'm going to get shit for this. I like you. <laughs> I like you. And I like no you. And uh, the issue is that I, I really like leg locks now. So, and that's where our team doesn't really focus on. Whereas, like, I'm really fascinated by the aspects of, like, leg entanglement. And, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, there's, there's a, I think it's called a saddle or something. I don't know how people, what the other people, other teams call it. But um, it, I, it's, like, something like a double leg catch. And I recently learned it. And I'm loving it. And now I'm trying to learn how to incorporate it in my game, but like there's so many different elements of the leg game that I feel like I'm missing out on and I wanna like kind of focus on. And there's yeah. like a lot of stuff that you can't do, I feel like, in the game that would like cause like uh illegal moves, you know, damage, stuff like that. I don't I don't know, that's why I've been moving towards the no G more. But I, I also respect and love the gi too because I find it like I do find it practical. I mean, people are like the no gi is more practical, but think about it: you're not always gonna not be wearing a coat. You're not always gonna be not wearing long pants. I mean, there's a reality that the gi is practical in certain environments and elements. And I mm-hmm. want to learn that. So, yeah. oh man, it's difficult. It's difficult because. <sighs> There's so many, there's so much beauty to both, both, both of them, you know. I don't know. I feel like I'll keep doing both, see where life takes yeah. me, you know. Yeah, I, I, I have been, uh, I've been playing around with Nogi for the last couple months. Uh, one of my training partners, he kind of say I'm having a affair with, uh, with Nogi because it's new and we don't really necessarily train it, but. Yeah, I, I love and respect the gi. I, I love the challenge of both. But, you know, I if I had to say if I had a preference, I kind of lean towards no gi or whatever. 
But what's funny, uh, you know, you're talking about, you know, leg locks and leg entanglements and whatnot. I just recently, yeah, started playing, trying to learn more leg locks and leg lock entries and stuff and whatnot. And we were rolling uh, Sunday. Uh, was it last Sunday? Yeah, it was last Sunday. And uh, the guy I was rolling with, he's a big guy. He goes for a takedown. And I somehow, I when I, when I fell to the mats, I somehow, I think I tripped him and we kind of fell in 50-50. So I go for, he goes for a heel hook. I go for um, a knee slicer and we're just, and we're just looking at each other. I was like, okay, on the count of three, let's let go. <laughs> so, so we had like a little, you know, stand up and we let go. And then I was crazy. The, the following week, I go visit another school. Me and my, me and my boy Roland. He goes for a pass. I get a leg. He gets a leg. And we're, he's, he's looking at my foot and we're like looking back and forth for each other. It's like, okay. On the count of three, we're both going to let go. <laughs> Just, so. wow, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, I really enjoy both, man. If I, but if I had to choose, I would say I'm like more like 60, 40, no gi. Yeah. You know, there, there's a, there's an underlying love for that no gi. I mean, there's something, there's something more fun about it. I don't know what it is. It's like horsing around more. The, and yeah. I feel like it's also less exhausting. That's the other thing is you feel like you can also go for more, you can go longer, and with the gear, I just feel tired afterwards. I yeah. feel drained. Yeah, like you just feel like it's like it's already your gym is already hot, and you got another sweaty person on top of you on top of their wet sweaty gear on your top, you know, your wet sweaty gear. So it's like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You say what? I said if it's unfortunate, it's the bigger guy on top of you too. <laughs> in my school, we're and you know we had this reputation for being predominantly big guys. Everybody at our school was heavy, so that didn't help at all. <laughs> like no matter oh. what, man, we all, it's like we get heavy guys and we got rest. We got like a lot, a few wrestlers that came, you know, that came through the door. And it's just like, come on, man. I need someone small. Someone that just I can, you know, match speed with. I don't need you wrestlers. I don't need you strong brute guys anymore, man. I, I don't think my body can take it anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. There's, uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't I do not do it to be mean, but there's some, like, uh, bigger guys who I'll probably avoid rolling with occasionally, depending, just. Just because, like, you can't do it sometimes, you know. Being one fifty-five yeah. rolling with some dudes, like, I'll I'll get broken. I and I work out. Like, I have a decent frame. I'll still get fucking broke by some of these dudes. And it's like, nah, I can't afford and, that. I got a man. Right, that's what I'm saying, man. There's nothing wrong with that. I will I will humbly decline a roll. I'm sorry. I don't care. Like, nope. Like I like our guy I was just referring to, uh, Roller with Sunday. He's a big guy, he's strong. And some days I'm like, dude, nope, nope, ain't doing it today. Nope. Can't do it. He's like, come on, man, let's roll. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, no. Uh-uh. Can't do it today. Sorry. I do not feel like getting hurt. Man, I'm not gonna hurt you. You are. And we both know it. So we're not gonna <laughs> we're gonna avoid it. Uh, but but that's the that's the beauty of it, man. That's the beauty oh. of the sport, man, for sure. Yeah. So so, oh. how often do you compete, man? I mean, I know you said you you just got back. Um, you're you're leaving out again for New York. Um, but yeah, how often do you compete? So I compete way more than I should. So like my my training level is not consistent with how much I compete. Um, so like, I have, uh, I got IBJJF Toronto coming up next month. Hold on. I actually have a whole calendar here. Um, (laughs) so I got, on the second, we're looking at the seminar, um, 16th, I got the Toronto, uh, there's another seminar the following weekend, um, I got the CL50. I'm doing six. This isn't. This is barely. This isn't competition. This is actually like a 
uh, backpacking trip I'm doing through the woods. Uh, it's going to be four days, sixth to the ninth. And Jeez, then man. I got the New York City, I got the New York City Marathon coming up on the fifth. Um, I'm going to be trying to do like a 15k in September. I got to figure out when the stock eight thorn is because I'm I got to do a couple runs before the marathon. Um, if I if if, if industries come comes around, I'll probably do that in Saratoga. Maybe if Naga comes around, I'll do Naga and Albany again. And depending on how far, like if there's one in Massachusetts or something, I'll probably hop on that shit. Uh, and definitely if Rolling Stones comes around before the end of the year, I'm definitely hopping on that shit too. Damn, <laughs> I thought I thought my schedule was busy. <laughs> that's. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, this this is light right now, so. That's um, that's considered I'm, light. I'm yeah. I mean, I like to stay busy. I don't like. I got I got a few videos I actually got to work on. Uh, a few I do like uh, VR hotel tours whenever I go complete travel and stuff. So, like, I got a bunch of videos, like, penthouse videos and stuff from New York, from wherever we travel and shit. Uh, and, yeah, I, I film all my competitions in VR now. Greatest thing ever. Never need a cameraman. I put my GoPro down on the camera or on the table, and then it literally films everything in 360. It'll film you if you're standing behind it. It'll film the front. Most people don't even pay it any mind. Oh man, you gotta send me you gotta send me a link to that, man. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it, you know, it's it's crazy, and I feel like more people it's should be jumping different. on it. Yeah, that's that's like, very different. Was, I've never heard of that. I got an idea for you to steal. Okay. VR podcast. Do like that uh 360 like that 70 show like table, right? And you can have the VR camera in the center. You do your 360 talk. And you can literally swivel your camera to whoever's talking whenever you want. All right. I might have to cut this part out of the video. So I don't know why stealing it. <laughs> I'm glad you like that. I like that. That's dope, man. If I can, especially if I can get some people. Oh, man, that sounds dope. Yeah, I'm going to have to cut this out. I'm going to have to cut this part out. Might have to cut this part out. <laughs> I mean, if we're cutting part out, let's put out the part with my coach too, or where I mentioned my team. <laughs> <laughs> we won't have an episode at that point, man. No, we'll just keep everything in. It's fine. I think we'll probably get everything established before this uh, episode airs. But it, you know, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Ah. Uh. No, I'm actually enjoying Bro. this, man. I was, you know, this. I enjoy this. Um, I got another. I'm supposed to be on another two podcasts actually coming up too. Uh, I actually. Oh yeah, that's uh the first. Yeah, that's on the first. And then I have to schedule the other one still. But I won't name drop on your channel. I promise. The other ones are a conspiracy channel. I'm gonna be talking like uh, aliens and like UFOs and. Uh, Government conspiracies, all that fun stuff. And then the next one is supposed to be about cops. So that'll be fun. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds very today. interesting. I see, man. Like I said, ADHD, I'm all busy, man. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with staying busy, man. From I'm the same way from training to this podcast to art um, and everything else under the sun, man. I try to stay busy, try to keep myself active because... I, like I said, I have bad ADHD. I have bad ADD too as well. Sitting still is not an option for me at all. At all. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. How, so, you log your accomplishments or anything? Um, as far as what exactly? What's up? I'm sorry, I said broke as far up. as what? You, you so, like, I, um. Do you log any of your accomplishments? Do you like keep a, any kind of track or anything? Um, Just asking, yeah. do you log any of your accomplishments? Like, do you compete or anything? Like, keep like a log for like all these little like podcasts and stuff like that? Um, no, not really, man. I I should, but I but I do keep track of like all the episodes I've done. If you want to count that as something, um, I am slowly closing in on episode one hundred. 
No, I, um, no, I, yeah, so I'm many, pretty pretty excited about that. What's more? up? How many more? Uh, so including this episode, um, I have two more. Two more, and I'll be at 100. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Man, I, just, I remember posting my 100th article, and that feeling is amazing. So congratulations. That's big. Thank you. Thank you. Thank That's you. Big. Thank you. I it, was is, watching, it is so you say what? I was watching a few of them. They're really good. I love I love the channel and I actually can't wait to see what you got what else you guys put out. Yeah, I'm ex I'm excited too, man. It's like uh when I started this, it was just a, a just a random idea to start a podcast about talking about jujitsu. And I was like, Well, I'm just an ordinary person who just loved the sport. So who else would be good to talk to except people who love the sport just as much as I do? And 90 plus in, uh, yeah, so like I said, creeping up on 100, man, and this has been an honor and a blessing to be able to do this and talk to so many people that I've talked to about jujitsu, man, and i just going to keep going, just going to keep keep rocking it out, man. So any names that you're trying to get on the channel? No. I, there's, you know, I just, if, if anybody that does jujitsu from the average white belt to the high competing black belt dude I, i'll talk to him i feel that that's Thank actually that actually sounds way cooler than trying to get like some of the bigger names because i feel like getting to know the community and getting to see like the people you meet or you would see like day to day and get to meet them on a personal level there's something really cool and interesting about that yeah and that's and that's what i was going for man because um, you'd be surprised, like, uh, when I put these posts out about looking for guests for the podcast, um, somebody would either message or comment, like, yeah, man, you know, I, I'm not no one special, but I would love to be on the show. And I'm like, yeah, come on. Come on. I don't care. Oh, I'm just a, you know, I'm a, I'm a blue belt. I've been a blue belt for 10 years, and I don't really think there's really much to talk about. Oh, no, there's, you, you've been training. There's something to talk about. We'll figure it out. Come on on. So. I mean, man, you're, you're, you're good at this. So, I mean, I appreciate you even letting me on here. I mean, this has been a blessing. You know, man, um, I love it. You know, just being able to share the community, share this passion for the sport and this martial art is it's a beautiful thing. You know, um, you know, jujitsu has really been like a lifesaver in some ways, even for me. Like, it's like it's that whole life. Besides the ADHD, I got a lot of my own stress and anger. And, you know, when you go to jujitsu, it's just, it's a weight off your shoulders at the end of the day. You know, and you yeah. meet so many great people while you're there. It's really like therapy. It is. It is very much therapy. Very, very much therapy. Like, I, I try to, you know, I, I try to listen to my body and rest when I can, but my mental is so much stronger and so much more important. So I'm like, nope. If my mind says we're going to jujitsu, we are going to jujitsu. <laughs> if hands butts about it, if I'm in pain, oh, you'll forget about it once you start rolling. <laughs> yeah. it, yo, that is, you know, that is the weirdest truth, though. Is like you, you go in there with like some kind of like nick or cranny hurting, aching something, and like by the end of the roll, you're like, what happened to that? And, right. like, by the next, and by the next morning, though, you know, you know, like, you know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> like there, there was one time, dude. I had like my, I had like um, a muscle spasm or something in my back, dude, and it would not go away. And I, I took like maybe, I took a week and I took a week off from the gym, a week off from training, and we were doing open mats, and I was like, okay, I feel, I feel, I feel okay, I feel good. And like I'm, I'm packing my bag, and my wife was like, uh, "Where are you going?" I'm like, "We got open mass today." And she's like, "Are you gonna roll hard?" I'm like, "Nah, I just want to get loose. You know, I, I just been sitting around too long." And I get the open mats, and I did not listen. I did not listen to myself. I rode this. I rode hard. Oh, I rode hard. I rode like my life depended on it. That whole class, dude. And I'm driving home, and once that adrenaline started to calm down, I feel my 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 back and everything started to hurt. I said, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble." <laughs> so 
I get in the house and my wife was like, oh, you know, she's like, you know, what's up? I'm like, hey, how's it going? She's like, how was class? I'm like, it's cool. And she's watching me and I'm like standing, I'm looking at the steps, trying to go up to my room. And I'm like, oh, these are so many steps. <laughs> and she's like, what's, you all right? I'm like, nah, I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, you went hard in class. And y'all was like, yeah, yeah, I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a walk of shame. It was, dude, that was those steps felt like I I was I, I felt like I walked up to like about four flights of steps, bro. I was walking so slow. <laughs> like my daughter passed me about three times. I was walking so slow up these steps, dude. <laughs> so I work in a kitchen as a server and uh, okay. occasionally a prep cook. And I'll tell you, like sometimes I'll come in after after class the next day. And like, you know, like when you're doing gear or something, like you're you're putting your hands in the lapel and shit. So like I have to carry the plates after that. Like you understand like the pain, like your rickety hand is like going like this the whole way. And it's the person that's watching you as you're going. <laughs> oh man. I think what else happened? Oh, that and then the same day my daughter. Oh my god, dude. I love her to death. She's like, she she would come up to me. She's like, you know, she's like, Daddy, jump. So I'm like, oh no. So she wants me to throw her in the sky, you know, throw her in the air. And I'm like, nah, baby, I can't right now. And she just kept saying, like, Daddy, jump, Daddy, jump. And my wife was like, yeah, Daddy, jump. <laughs> it's safe to say, man, I paid for it. I paid for it nearly that whole day. I paid for it. But I, it's a part of life, man. It's a part of my, it's a part of my life now, though. I, I I train through the pain. I train through the, the sprains, man. Because you know, no matter what, jujitsu is jujitsu is just like you said that therapy, man. And I'll I'll deal with the pain afterwards if I can if I can hobble or crawl to the mats. Just roll me on the mats, man. I'll figure out the rest. I'll I'll deal with the consequences later. <laughs> Bring me on my back. I'll work from guard. Right, we'll play guard today. Just... <laughs> one of my one of the things my girlfriend hates is I'll whenever we get in an argument, I'll just lay on my back instead of arguing or fighting. I'll just lay in the like hallway and just lay on my back because she knows she can't pass. <laughs> she don't know how to pass guard. She can't pass guard. So I just sit there on my back, and it's it's annoying to her because I'll go for the legs. I'll just. Come in and still sleep, play around. So. <laughs> so do so. Does she train, or are you just, or is she just, are you just like um, order? No, I, the best I could get her to do is the um, do a few drills with me in the basement to practice some of the stuff I learned in class. So like, I'll go home, I'll go home and want to practice something so I can remember it so that I don't forget. You know, being being the ADHD, like one one minute, like I can ha I can remember something. The next minute, my mind fifty miles away, thinking about fifty other things, and then the thing I was doing fifty minutes ago, I just forgot how to entirely do. You have you you understand, but like for normal people, it's like okay, yeah, I just did this thing five seconds ago. For me, it's like so I come home and I, I do a little bit of work with her occasionally and. Get some practice and yeah no she's she's a blessing she so she edits all my articles for me fortunately and uh she's been to almost every single competition i've been to i mean she's even helped with a few of the trips so it's, it's, it's been a she's been a real blessing the whole thing you know hey shout out shout out to the ladies man because as much as as much grief i gave my wife about jujitsu man but she she trains though so she she understands <clears throat> But she she'd be like, you know, I, you need to you need to rest. You need to rest. I'm like, yeah, but not right now. <laughs> it's almost class time. Not right now. <laughs> I'll rest on the drive there. <laughs> you, you're fortunate. You get to go home and actually have a full training session. Yeah, sometimes, man. Sometimes, but we got you know we got our we got uh, two little girls. So by the time we get to uh, get to class, get them home, man, we'd be like, whatever. <laughs> So I gotta know. Do you guys settle your arguments with jujitsu? 
I want to. She doesn't want to yet because she she's like, why? I know you just, you're just going to kill me. I'm like, no, come on, man. Like, you know what? Set the clock. I just like, set the clock. Set the clock. Pull up at the time and I put in the living room just roll. <laughs> Right, I do. I got on there on this side, but I got mats. I got mats in the corner, man. I'm just ready. I'm like, you know what? This is the best way to start up an argument. We can take all our anger out on the mats, <laughs> choke each other for you know good. We can get two, three minute rounds in, and we can just go to bed happy. Best way to end the argument is just just roll. Let's just roll. Set the clock. Just roll it out. That's it. She she gonna have to she gonna have to learn because she um. She's projected to probably test for her blue belt later this year. And right. I'm like, you got you got to step it up. So, uh, you know, when, when we train, I don't go easy on her anymore because she, so she knows enough. Do, so you guys do the testing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, so test, you, we test for each belt rank. Okay. So, all right, that's interesting. So I've been to uh, two gyms, two, obviously. Um, and so Atlas, Atlas kind of, Ed gauges you based on how well you perform in consistency. You know, obviously there's a certain level of time it expects you to put in on the match, but then also looks for a certain ability, you know, a certain level of skill before he's going to give you strikes and eventually the belt. Uh, mm-hmm. But Empire, you had to be there the day of the testing to get to get anything. And then to get the, the belt, you had to be there for the specific day of the testing. And the worst part was, it was one day a week, and I always worked that one day of the week. Oh, no. Yeah. So for like two years, I was a white belt with zero strikes. Yeah. Yeah, that was wow. wrong. That was- now, we kind of we just go off of... Uh, you know, we do have our certain criteria. You know, we want to make sure that you're evolving. We want to make sure that you understand the sport. Um, we kind of just like throw random questions at people. Uh, you know, we have our rules and philosophies that we follow in us. You know, in class, or we just might um, have you like I have a random white belt or someone just like, hey, teach how to do it X Y Z. You know, it's just kind of get like a little engage. You know, engagement when we when we're like considering them for like stripes, but when we do our promo, you know, our belt promotion tests, it's a, it's a, it's a list. You have a set amount of um, techniques you got to show. You have um, a self-defense portion. It's a lot. It's a lot to the test that we go through before we, you know, we drop that rank. So. Yeah. No, that's, that, that's, I don't know. I, I don't know which way I believe, you know, it's, it's always, you, you obviously know about the, the day, which way is the best. I've always, I was always, I've always thought that was better, at least than uh, what was it the the one that they just like specifically time, just giving mm-hmm. people based on a certain number of years active within like the the team or the community or whatever it is, you know, like five years, something like that. I feel like that's almost like just handing it out, like because the person yeah. could come up one time a week for five years. And they're the equivalent of the guy who showed up two times, three days a week. Like that made a sense to me. You that know? doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. But but, uh, but surprisingly enough, man, there's a lot of schools that do, that, that that do that. And hey, more power to them. I mean, you your jujitsu is not going to lie. You know that you can you can buy a black belt tomorrow. I mean, right now on Amazon for fifteen bucks and. <laughs> you know, it only, it only it's only gonna do so much. So if that's whatever, how they want to do it, then whatever happened to like the Gracie call out? Do you remember those like when dudes would go to gyms like where they thought the dude was a fake black belt and would call him out and shit? I want you know what I want to do that so bad. <laughs> I, don't, it's no, I mean, I guess it's because I I, I I've. I've found so much, you know, respect for the sport and, you know, just to hear people like you see, you know, you've seen the videos where someone will be in the middle of a class and they'll self-promote themselves to another belt. And I might do, I will kick you in the face. That is so disrespectful to me because it, it, to me, because I feel like, you know, if I know if I'm putting in my time and, and, and dedicating my blood, sweat and tears to this sport, 
and I'm earning what I'm what I'm capable of. And you just come in and, you know, you just feel so self-righteous. Like, yeah, I'm just going to promote myself to Brown Belt. No, you would not. You would not make it out the gym. <laughs> I'm sorry. You would not make it out the gym, bro. Um, you would not make it out the gym with that boat around your waist. I'm sorry. Impossible. Nope. Can't do it. Can't do it. They wouldn't leave the gym. They wouldn't leave the gym, man. I'm, you know, I, this may sound like I'm incriminating myself, but I don't care. You would not make it out the gym if you come in and tell myself, I want to promote myself to a rank that you did not deserve because you feel like you, I've been doing this for five years, so I feel like I should be an XYZ. I almost want to I almost want to start like a, I I feel you because like I thought about doing like a series with the channel where like I'll challenge like these McDojo type gyms and just like fight them like I know I'm a who you blue belt right I got a thumb striking mm -hmm. ability not much just some but it's like I still feel like for the for the most part I feel like ninety nine percent of the time I feel like I could take these people yeah I got I got, I got a good fighting chance. <laughs> I feel like my odds are pretty good. You know what I mean? Put up the right. money. We'll, if you win, you get you get the money. We'll put up a pot. You know, we'll get we'll get some kind of location going. We'll get we'll get a little venue in on this. You know, we'll make a spectacle of it, a Jake Paul thing going. You know, I oh, you ever watch test boxing? Watch what? Test boxing, dude. That. <laughs> I hate that I like that. I hate that I like that. I watched my favorite YouTuber do chest boxing. I was, I didn't, I didn't know what to make of it. I, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I watched the whole thing. I wasn't yeah, proud. I, I watched a couple episodes of it, bro, and I'm sitting here looking. I am in shock and awe. Like I am into this because I, I do love chess. I love boxing, but I'm like. If I know I can't beat this guy in chess, I'm going to try to take his head off. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, 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 I'm two moves away. I'm just going to survive, and I'm just going to try to tee off, man. I got to get this W. I don't like losing. <laughs> for, those one, for those one-minute rounds, you become Sayada Man or whatever. What was the one, one Punch Man? Uh-huh. <laughs> Straight from bell to bell, I'm throwing all haymakers for that whole minute. I'm sorry. <laughs> like you better beat me on the boards because on the ring I'm going to try to destroy you. That's <laughs> gonna look like a stockum, rockum stockum. For real, man. Yeah, it's funny, but yeah, I, I, like I said, I watch a couple episodes, man. It's very interesting. I wouldn't be surprised in a couple years we'll see a chess boxing fight league somewhere. Dana White done probably had his hand <laughs> on us somewhere. I, I get it on that. I could get down on that. I, I can. <laughs> okay. What about what about card jitsu? I've gotten so many inbox videos about that. Everyone that knows I do jujitsu send me those. Like, man, would you do this? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> my my boy Steph sent me that shit. So it was like the same shit. But I I think it's ridiculous. It looks dumb. I'm not going to so lie. Because you, you guys are in the, in the, obviously in the car. Seatbelts right. in. Right. And... <laughs> That's so stupid. Oh, that one car seatbelt escape that everyone was making fun of. There's finally a purpose. There's finally a purpose. But there that's if they, get to the back seat, if they get to the back seat before you can get your seatbelt off. That's just best case scenario, but... We figured it out. We finally figured out a purpose for that. Holy shit. All the, all the criticism after all those years, we finally figured out a reason for that technique. For car jiu-jitsu, man, you can use that seatbelt technique to get you out of there. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Who, who came up with that, though? you you got to figure that person. That person was at high rollers and was sitting there smoking with it was with Wiz or someone and going, how can we make this shit weirder? Like right, like like how did that conversation come up? Like, hey, you know, let's go try to do jujitsu in your mom's car. <laughs> let's, see, let's let's see what happens, man. Let's just kind of let's just kind of roll with. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I, know how we can make, I know how we can make this better. 
Hear me out. We get a U-Haul van. We put it, fill it with the Tommy mats. Put the cameras up in the top corners. Put the buzzer up. Set the buzzer. Shut the doors. Let them go. Drive around. Just get a passenger van or one of those little small yellow buses <laughs> and put some mats back there and just drive around and just got you got people in the back trying to kill themselves. So have you seen Rokus? You said what? Have you seen Rokus Martial Arts Journey? Mm-mm. Go watch him. He did a he did a uh, series. Um they talked about uh the uh, what's the best martial art for self-defense. And they got a bunch of uh, guys, MMA, uh, Sensei Seth was on there, you know, YouTuber. Um, but anyway, a bunch of martial arts, and they put them on a bus, and they actually did this same thing you're talking about, but to test oh, wow. which was the best. Um, I think Mike the Cop was on there. Is it Mike the Cop? Is it Icy Mike? Icy Mike. I'm calling mm-hmm. him Mike the Cop because I know he was a cop. Um no, Icy Mike was there. It's like, but it was interesting. I mean, I, I don't know that any of them are how legit any of them are, but I thought it was certainly like funny and interesting. Uh, they they did a bunch of scenarios like that. It was kind of cool, actually. They it was a whole documentary. Definitely check it out. Definitely worth yeah, checking. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to check it out. I'm gonna definitely have to check it out. But yeah, we're gonna have to get that U-Haul. We're, we're gonna start a U-Haul tournament. Yep. Mobile to just pull up. Just be ready. Just, just be ready. All right, Bring John, man. We we have a, a staple here at Talk Your Just Podcast, man. We ask everybody that comes on the show. Uh, past or present, man, who would you love to get a chance to roll with? Your top three people. Top three people. Okay. Nope, um, no particular order. Number one, Joe Rogan. His, his podcast uh, influenced yes. a lot of, like, my exploration into like like just learning and stuff and like really encouraged a lot of that so number one him Joe Rogan 100% um so this is also hold on I want to say Eddie Bravo had a huge influence on the community um I think his what he what he added to the Nogi community, you know, has been immense. Like just with combat you get to um you know, really pushing the whole Nogi thing and whole and like it's been a it's, it's been a ride with that. So uh probably him and then holy shit. Um yeah I've had a I've, I've had the honor of rolling with a couple different people who I wanted to already. So like Damn man. I'm knowing through na- running through names through my head, like I don't I, I took a class with Gianno Grippo and I don't know that I got to roll with him. Yeah, I wouldn't mind rolling with him. I got to roll with Jerben Jer- Pacheco, which Five seconds, maybe, was my best. <laughs> um, I write. I rolled yeah, with maybe, um, maybe a strong five, maybe six. I don't know. I rolled with Jerbe. Uh, yeah, no, I said Jerbem. Uh, who was it? Stingray. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, I know it's Ray something, Bell something. Uh, again, again, I had nothing, but uh, throw a name out there. I'd love to get my ass kicked by Mikey Musum. What's his last name? Mike, uh, Mike Musumeci. Uh, yep. Yeah, pizza man. Pizza guy. Yeah. He's definitely pizza he's guy. definitely on my list, man. He's definitely been on my list for a minute. Mainly because I worked in a pizza shop my whole life, and knowing that he mainly eats pizza, I feel like feel like for the for all the pizzas he's killed over the years, I owe it to them. I owe it to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, you're 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 hilarious, man. 
Hey, listen, man. You, you gotta add a little flavor to life. If there's no spice, yeah, guys, to it, it's boring. Yeah, for sure. Gotta be like a pizza, nice and tasty. Nice, yeah. That's hey, that, I like that. I like that philosophy. Be like a pizza, nice and tasty. Sometimes greasy. All right, John, man. Unless you got any more Go. questions for me, man, uh, I would love for you to shout out your school. Let the people know what you got coming up, man. The floor is all yours. Yeah, so um, Atlas Jiu-Jitsu is coming to Toronto. We're going to take over the Canadian whatever the hell province. I think that's is that Ontario. We're taking over Ontario. I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get there. Um, <laughs> we're going for number one. Um, you can check me out at J. Murray Athletics on everything, YouTube, my website, you know, everything. Uh, look for me. If you see me on the, at the mats, on the, at the tournament, say hi. Make fun of me, you know something. I um, I, I love it all. So, you know, I appreciate you letting me be here. I appreciate you, my man. This has been a huge blessing, and I appreciate the opportunity just to be able to talk with you. You know, man. Like I said, dude, the pleasure is all mine, man. It was a great, great talking to you, man. And please let me know uh, what happened with this tournament, man. Just keep me updated on what's going on, brother. I will for sure. And if you want me back sometime, just hit me up. Oh, yeah, man, definitely. I would love to have you back, man. Love to have you back. All right. Stay blessed, my man. You too, brother. All right, man. That's the end of today's episode, man. I would like to thank John one more time for coming on the show and blessing us with his jujitsu knowledge. Uh, He left the room before I got the chance to finish, but it's all good. (laughs) But uh, please um, go and follow us on our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram page to stay on up date on all future episodes this has been talk your jits podcast keep rolling keep grinding and remember long live jujitsu have a great day